Welcome back to episode four of the Mental Health Commute. So interested to get your thoughts on a new thing I've seen out there when you're talking about creating safe spaces and and getting your kids to communicate. And I've seen more parents implementing giving their kids mental health days off from school. So you don't just have to be physically sick to tell your parents that you need time off. You know, today I'm just drained or I, I need a mental break. Do you think that changes the way conversations are had or allows you to monitor, hey, you know, my kid used to need one every quarter, now he's taking one a week. And it gives you something to benchmark against. Is their mental state changing from what it used to be? I think that is one way to benchmark things. I think with anything, you got to know your child and be a little bit careful there. If somebody is getting stressed to the point that they need a mental health break a day off from school, that's telling you a significant issue is playing out. Are they not wanting to go to school? Are they being bullied at school? We know this happens a lot. On social media, they might not be being bullied at school, but they're connected to the social media group, and somebody on social media is giving them a a difficult time. So I believe the important point about that is, if you're going to take a mental health day, what are you, as a parent, going to take as the accountability and responsibility to do with that mental health day? I mean, if it's just for your child to stay home and by themselves with their social media on their phone, on their computer, and you're not involved, what are you really promoting? So are you really creating that safe space for them? What they're going to do is go and find things to reinforce how bad they feel if left to their own device. That's just how human nature is. So, and this is not to get it on anybody, but I can see where people get overwhelmed and they might need a break. People who are very anxious, a test might be coming up and they want to avoid the test not to deal with the anxiety. That wouldn't not necessarily be helpful to give them that mental health break because you want to learn to deal with adversity. I think it's if you're going to give that mental health break day, what are you going to do with your child that day? Another thing we talked about in reference to adults is you brought up how nice it would be to have yearly checks, just giving people feedback on where they currently are. Is that something that would be helpful in kids and how young in kids or even just for parents to be reassured? Or when should we normalize bringing people and just get mental health checkup? Well, I think that's a great way to look at what we're talking about. If you have any concerns at all, what does it really hurt from once a year just coming in to talk to somebody, say, hey, I've seen this going on. Is this normal, not normal? Even if it is normal, what would I be looking at if certain things occur that I would need to bring my child, adolescent back into you? Because, you know, things are just changing out there all the time. I mean, back when I was growing up, we didn't have all this social media. You know, we had three channels on the TV. A couple of local radio stations, that's all you had. A lot of the kids have phones. We know at school they have the tablets. So there's just so many ways to get access to all sorts of information. Peer group sort of grows in that way from both people you see in person and virtual people that you just see on social media and meet with. I think it's important if you have any thoughts and you don't really have especially a good network to ask friends or you don't feel comfortable asking other parent friends of what's going on that you have a place to to check in 
you know what happens right now a lot of people even the parents go to social media to find out is this a problem or not and you're checking in with other parents on the things that can be helpful and actually sometimes that is one good source it gives you some slanted views sometimes because you can find what you want to find whether it's a good thing or a bad thing the most important thing is to promote the growth of your your kid right it's seeking out multiple sources of information to do that Hey, Dr. Duffy, I just received an email from our podcast at elevation.com. Somebody was listening to one of our previous episodes and, and you talking about adolescence. You mentioned having that trusting relationship, understanding your kiddo over the years and really paying attention to sort of how they behave and what's normal for them. Somebody asked, what happens when you have that relationship? You are open with them. They listen to you and they trust you. But then that works against you when your child says, well, you told me that last time and it didn't work, or you suggested that and it's not working, nothing's working that you're telling me. And so they sort of go deeper into that anxiety or depression or stop listening to you altogether. Uh, that is a very difficult one. But a difficult position for both the adolescent and the, the parent to be in, because as a parent, you just feel awful. You're trying to help your child, you're giving them some advice, some tools, and your adolescent is using those either with friends, their peer network at school, and they try to implement what you've told them and it's, it's not working for them. Well, they come back and they're saying, well, I did that, but that didn't work and now I must be a failure because it supposedly should work and it doesn't work. So maybe I can't even implement that correctly. <laughs> What's going on here? That is very common because I, I do think that there's, especially I believe between very close families, there's these close relationships, especially with cell phones. People will text back and forth with their kids even throughout school. And so you have this close relationship and you can't help your child solve a certain problem. What I would say is, you know, it's very different as an adolescent to hear something from their parent versus mentor uh, support person. As a parent, uh, they see you as somebody that they have to be able to please. And so if they're trying to do something, they're still in the back of their mind saying, oh, if I don't do this, now am I going to be a failure in somebody else's eyes? Rather than this is just a situation that I am trying to solve. A lot of times they can hear the same advice from somebody else and they're able to work through that different. The other thing is, what is success in that? And really success is you went and implemented it and you actually did it. You were successful. You were able to do something that is very difficult to do. You have no control of the outcome of the other people's response to what you tried to do. But you do have control of trying to make a change. And just being able to do that, and not only did you do it, but you came back to me and you went and tried another one. You are being successful. So our goal in that parent-child dyad is that it's okay, one, to quote-unquote fail because you don't really fail. You have tried and you're a success in my eyes. I think it's reframing in that parent-child interaction what is a success and helping them to continue to go move forward so that it's okay to try and try again. So what do we see when, when things aren't a success? People fall off the rails, their grades go off. They change peer groups. They stop trying because no matter what I do, I'll never be a success. That's what we don't want to see happen. So 
If it's starting to trend that way, that's where you need to sort of seek out the professional help and have somebody else help you. It's not that you're a failure either as a parent. It's that you've used your toolbox and now you need some additional help. We all need help. It's always going to be that those closest to us will hear something differently from somebody else than they were from us. It's just the way life is. And you might think in your head that this is the way this scenario will go and this is the way that it's being actually implemented out there in the real world. Your child might have, have heard it completely differently. Their perception is way different. What they see as a failure, if you were able to actually be in that situation and watch it, you'd be going, geez, I'm so proud. What a success. I really don't give a, sorry to say, but crap what the response was from the other people. Look what my kid just did. And if you were able to give a pat on the back right in real time, that's what your kid needs. It's reframing for them from being a failure to a success. Thank you, Dr. Duffy. That's great insight. I think probably a lot of parents out there that struggle with, like you said themselves, failing their child and knowing whether they're even doing the right thing. So thank you for that. I believe it's important to have the, how do you look at the world, right? Sort of the glass half full or the glass half empty. It's much better to have the viewpoint that people are good and people are trying. We also know, and we'll get to this in a future episode, we also know that kids get bullied. So are all bullies just bad? You know, how do you help even adolescents who are having difficulty and taking it out on others? How do you help them transition to be in more positive interactions. A lot of people are stuck, and especially kids and adolescents, I don't know how to be successful. So when I don't know how to be successful, I just act like I've always acted or like I've learned to act over time that I'm bad. So that's easy to do. It's harder to act in a way that can be successful. You usually need mentoring to that. Dr. Duffy, we just got another question in on podcast at elevation.com. To follow up again on some of your insight on a previous episode, you said it's a parent's job to be a parent and not a friend. So what responsibilities does the parent have and, and what should they not take on? Oh, that's a deep one. And I don't have the perfect answer for that. A lot of this is based off my own experience and, and working with families. I don't want people to go away with the thought that you shouldn't work at becoming a friend to your child as they become an adult, okay? Because relationships change over time. Also, we know over time that your child will go through difficult times and they need you not only as a parent, but as a friend. They might not have any other friends. So you need to be able to take on that role for them at that point in time. And it might be that you're stepping back from so many of the boundary settings. So you have to be, to be a little bit of fluid in that. There's a old book out there and I might have the title wrong. It's with an adolescent, and it's saying, more or less, Dad, uh, get out of my life, but first give me the car keys, right? <laughs> so I want to connect with you, but I don't want to connect with you. I want to connect with you when I, I want to. So it gets back to be that safe container. By being a parent first rather than a friend means one thing in the parental relationship they need to see that if the parents are married, they have a strong parental relationship. And that is primary in the family. So they need to see that. That is so important to kids because 
you're providing the template that they're going to base their future relationships on. That is so important to keep in in mind, how you all uh, relate to one another, talk about others that you relate with, that you yourselves don't have all or none thinking, will listen to all sorts of opinions, and don't have to have be right on every topic. As a parent, that you are willing to put in limits and boundaries, whether that's bedtime, how much time on social media, and that you're able to enforce those in a friendly manner, not in a dogmatic manner. That can be difficult to do. That's the high-level view. I think that takes an episode or two to really dig down what does that really mean, but that would be the high-level view of that. So we'll get to that in future episodes. So thank you for joining us.